Now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton and it's panto time. Oh no it isn't. Oh yes it is. I'm Steffi Barnett. Join us today for Babes in the Hood. I'm cringing already. Are you after a waltz? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've used for the, the, the panto. Not much room around so here. Knock them down a bit. Yeah. Well, it's nice we got something uplifting <laughs> after the last couple of days of political drama oh, yeah. and hatefulness <laughs> and. It's um, it'd be nice to have a bit of a laugh. I, I know, but which is the real pantomime? Is it Prime Minister's Question Time, <laughs> or is it the shout out Winter Panto? That kid has got ridiculous. very violent. <laughs> I've always so. referred um, to um, the House of Commons as um, a pantomime, haven't I, Stephanie? You can vouch for me. You have. It's very unusual, actually. It's very combative because they face each other. Whereas you look at the Scottish Parliament and the World Parliament. Other parliaments around the world. It's in a semicircle. So no one's one's facing each other. Where is the Houses of Parliament? They face each other. They do say that's why many women don't go into politics because women tend to form alliances and coalitions and are better represented by coalition Mm. circular parliaments rather Mm. than the sort of very male adversarial style. It's quite old-fashioned. It's very old-fashioned yeah, and ridiculous. Yeah. I always, anyway. um, I was just on a lighter note. Can you imagine if you did booed and hissed at people when you're in a team meeting at work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Resign. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he didn't. <laughs> it might make a few meetings a bit more interesting. <laughs> though, you never know. So. Um, but yeah, if you are easily offended, I would suggest you perhaps skip this show. Um, it is extremely yeah. tongue-in-cheek and. Very Martin Spallacy who, who wrote it. I would just like to say that Shoutout follows Ofcom rules at all times for our 15 stations, <laughs> so you can relax. Nothing is going to go None, beyond that. Nonetheless, I always cringe whenever we do these pantos. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, we, we have a full four acts in this panto, which I didn't yeah. realise because we only had three in the last one. Oh. And we got the person coming in with the tray around their neck and selling Kia Aura and the little vanilla. <laughs> tubs with the wooden sticks if, 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 if you're offering so I think Steph would make a great usher mm. I liked the box of Smarties but I wasn't allowed them because my favourite thing was just to sit there and rattle them through the film. we never had that choice <laughs> what a box of Smarties no it was very limited boxes. it was a vanilla ice cream tub yeah. it was Kia Aura oh. and well, the choc ice you, you could see through the chocolate it was that thing I think there's an Iceland at the end of the road <laughs> yeah. so if you, you, if you fancy nipping down should we start that one I'll have a magnum Okay, yeah. are, are we all sitting comfortably? Are we ready we for ready. Babes in the Hood? Ready. Shout Out Radio is proud to bring you its time honoured radio tradition of at least ooh, two years now. 
Shout Out Radio, and Nostalgia Productions, in conjunction with the BBC, that stands for Brazenly Bad Comedy, by the way, present another Shout Out Radio Winter Pantomime. Andy, can you believe it? It's been 13 months since we last recorded a panto. Oh, no, it hasn't. At Shout Out Radio, we'd like to draw on traditional stories. You know, the type told by popular TV presenters of our childhood. Fun-filled antics where boys and girls enjoy unusual adventures with the stars of the telly and radio. Uh, what's he on about, Ezra? Dunno, wasn't listening. Something about all TV stars having fun with kids? Fortunately, we've all moved on from making cheap jokes about Operation U-Tree. Oh, oh no, no, we, we haven't. haven't. Right, um, uh, I'll take it from here then. Are you sitting comfortably, children? Then we'll begin. We start our story with a low-down, cheap back-alley speakeasy called the Queen's Dime, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties. I did a lot of roaring in my twenties, Terry. Best not go there, say staff. We're before the watershed. Funny you should say that. It was in the back seats of the watershed where I did my roaring. Could we move on, please? I was setting the scene. We're in the Queen's Dime, where the owner, Alco Pop, is gathering his motley crew for a raid on the premises of his rival gang leader's joint called OMG Wits. Who is it? Joe sent me. Who is it? Joe sent me. Who is it? Joe sent me. Who is it? It's me, Joe. You can't come in. Oh, why not? You sent too many fellas over here. We're full. Anyways, where's Knuckles? You two are usually inseparable. He got sent down last week. What for this time? He told the judge he was doing his Christmas shopping early. There ain't no crime in this town. That's what the judge said till he asked Knuckles how early and Knuckles had confessed that it was before the shops opened. Mm, he was never a bright one. If it was raining brains, he wouldn't even get wet. Al, it's cold out here. You sure you're not going to let me in? Okay. <laughs> wow, Joe, that's one sharp gold watch you got there. Where did you find that? I won it in a race fair and square. A race? You? How many people participated in this race? <laughs> Three. A cop, the owner of the watch, and me. Jeez, you don't change, Joe. You don't change at all. You know me, Al. Always the same old Joe. No, I mean, you don't change your clothes. You've been wearing that brick for months now. You stink. Well, a man has to dress to impress in this town. you got to look the part, tough and rough, or you could find yourself at the bottom of a Cumberland Basin wearing concrete spat. Dress tough? Look at you. Lime green velvet jacket, powder blue breeches, lemon lace blouse, and a purple fedora with a flower in it. Tough schmuff. Listen, Al, when you dress like this, you gotta be tough. What's the gig anyways, Al? Word on the street is that you're planning something pretty big. Oh yeah, this town ain't big enough for two speakeasies, and I'm gonna take out Scarface and his mob by kidnapping Scarface's nephew and niece. I'll ransom the kids, and until he closes that OMG whiz, he'll never see them again. Oh, kind of low down, Al. Them's just little kids. Just kids? The girl murdered one of their classmates for helping her pass his own maths test. Why'd you do that? There were 20 questions, and the boy gave her the correct answer to all of them. I guess she figured he knew too much. So, when's this kidnap gonna happen? Tomorrow night. You see, I've been doing some digging around them parts, and it seems his Scarface's broad has been having it off with one of his cronies for about a month now. 
I thought Scarface's broad died about three weeks ago. She did. Like I say, I've been doing some digging. There's a memorial service for her at OMG Wiz tomorrow night. Them darling kids will be there so we can nab them without too much fuss. Mm, Scarface won't like this, Al. He dotes on those kitties. Look at the nativity play. He got his hoodlums to put on for them last Christmas. The cast was huge. Yeah, typical mob play, too. One Mary, one Joseph, and 32 wise guys. <laughs> you really don't like Scarface, do you, Al? You don't want no competition in this town, and from what I heard, Scarface is talking really big about his plans around here. Talking big, Joe. They say the man has a stammer. Pretty ironic for someone who has opened his own speakeasy. Go get the guys. I need to brief them on the plan for tomorrow night's caper. Hey, say out. Who you got for the job? Listen, I got the two best henchmen I ever had for this job. Let me tell you, they're totally reliable. Here they come now. I reckon I recognize them too. Here, boys, have I worked with you before? Yeah, boss. Viva on that caper with you down at the chocolate factory. We helped you smuggle out all of the chocolates by melting it down into the shape of a bird of prey. <gasps> you were behind that. Folk around here are still talking about the Malteser Falcon. You can count on us. We won't let you down. We sure are reliable. We'll even try to stay awake for the job. We learned our lesson on the last caper. We stole a containment of sleeping pills, but we were set up, so we had to swallow all of the evidence. It was three weeks before them cops could wake us. Yeah, folk around here are still talking about the big sleep. Anyway, get out of my sight. Just get over to OMG Wiz tomorrow night and kidnap them lousy kids. You got that? Yeah, we sure have. See you later, boss. Ciao, boys. And farewell, Joe. Sure, to our boys. Yes, yeah, so long, Joe. You can go too. Sayonara, I'll be seeing you. Good night, I'll catch you later. All the best, Joe. Ta-ta for now. Like I said, bye bye boys, and toodle-pip, Al. Cheerio, Joe. Adios. Let's split, guys, laters. Auf Wiedersehen, Abianto. Likewise, TTFN. Till we meet again. On your way now, all of you. Keep safe. Until the next time. Oh, good grief. God, no wonder they call it a long goodbye. Right, after all that, I think we need some music before I lose the will to live. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. Welcome back, dear Erudite listeners. You're listening to the shout-out Winter Panto Babes in the Hood. To recap, speakeasy owner Al Kapop has hired two henchmen to kidnap the niece and nephew of Scarface, a gangland rival, so that he can be blackmailed into closing down his operations. All this happened in the 1920s, so naturally the Bristol Post are covering this as a breaking news story. And how are these henchmen going to close him down? Gangland style. There's also another account of these events for the case files of a private investigator have turned up buried in a car park near B&Q in Hartcliffe alongside the bodies of three British kings and some old queen from Southmead. Appropriately, the documents found in the car park of a garden centre were written by lone voice and justice in Bristol in the 1920s, private eye Sam Shovel. Uh, don't you mean Sam Spade, Andy? Uh, no, is there Sam Shovel? It was like Sam Spade, only you dug a lot deeper. I bet he didn't go any lower than that last joke. Well, we'll find out. I'll let Sam Shovel take up the rest of the story from here. (laughs) 
day I was sitting in my new office when this tall blonde walked past the window. I knew she was tall because my office is on the second floor. As I watched her, I received this strange phone call. I knew immediately it was a strange call as I don't own a phone. A muffled voice told me there had been a kidnapping and I needed to get to the scene of the crime straight away. I headed down to the street and hailed a cab to the club. One of Scarface's cronies was lying in the doorway of the joint. He had been shot in the head twice, stabbed in the heart, and there was a pickaxe sticking out of his back. I figured he died of natural causes. Suddenly the blonde I'd seen earlier showed up. She stooped down to my level and without notice gave me a hot, burning kiss on my lips. Then she took out a cigarette and kissed me again. I was so dizzy, I thought she told me her name was Tallulah Fan, but it turns out she was just a tall Lulu fan, and the DJ was playing a medley of all of Lulu's greatest hits. Three minutes later, the set ended, and Scarface approached. He was a strange cookie, for sure. I'd assumed he'd gotten his name from having a scar on his face, a scar he covered up with a pink polka dot taffeta scarf. But there was no scar. He just liked wearing pink polka dot taffeta scarves. Hence the name, Scarf Face. The tall blonde told me she had a leave, so I leaned forward and kissed her gently. She slapped me right across the smacker and I made a mental note of the height difference between us and promised to avoid her gently and kiss her on the face next time. If there was a next time. She asked if I was free later that afternoon to look her up. I felt I'd already looked up her and I liked what I'd seen, but decided to play it cool anyway. I told her I had a criminal practice that took up most of my time and she replied that's what she'd heard about me too. Turns out she'd done her research. She knew that I'd once apprehended Fats Lag, the infamous stationery thief. He once broke into a stationer's and stole their entire supply of calendars. She asked if he got sent down and I told her he got 12 months. With that she was gone and I was left with Scarface. He told me he needed a private dick so I told him my rates. He thought they were a bit expensive so decided to hire me as a private investigator instead. Hang on, here we go again. Look at him, great big airy nip. Hugging all the lions he is. I've been stood here for over ten minutes and I've not had a character to play. It's a scandal. I'm a highly regarded thespian, I am. I'll have you know, I spent three years in drama school, I did, under one of the best teachers in the business. Best not go there, Ez. Well, I'm not having it. It's surely my turn now and I want something dead classy to say. I don't want any old cobblers coming out of my mouth. We run the next line past the shout-out lawyers who censored it on the grounds of very poor taste. It's a ruddy miracle any of this old tosh got past them then. No, 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 I'm not having any of this. I'm an accomplished actress, I am. Accomplished. I've done Chaucer. I've done Shakespeare. I've done Chekhov. What? The Russian bloke off of Star Trek? Honestly, he's so uncouth. Listen here, mush. I've done them all, I have. Yes, so I've heard. I once helped Olivier with his Charles Dickens season down at the Bristol Old Vic. Oh, you should have seen the way I handled his little Dorrit. Brought tears to his eyes, it did. I am a talent and I reckon I'm being wasted here. 
Mm, it's not the first time I've seen her get wasted around here. Let me tell you, whenever the local Amdrem rolled in auditions, you could always guarantee I was in the cast. Yeah, but only because you took the instruction to break a leg, literally. I've won awards too. I got a gong for me one woman condensed classic I did. It's not every girl who can pull off 12 angry men in under two minutes. And I heard you finished off an officer and gentleman in just half that time. Yes, so let's be clear. If I'm not serviced properly, in the next scene, there'll be trouble. You mark my words. All right, let me check the script. I'll see if you are in it. There, you have a really meaty role in the next scene playing a sweet, innocent little virgin girl, all right? Oh, I think I could manage that. I could draw upon my own experiences. Really? Even Bagsy wouldn't draw on that. Virgin? On the ridiculous, maybe. I'll pretend I didn't hear that, for your sake. You don't get treated like this on the telly. Telly? You've not been on telly. Apart from that one photo of you on Crime Watch. Yes, I have. I've done loads of telly on and off. I've done some radio on and off too, and I've even done some incredible stage work on and off. Anyway, how would you like me in the next scene? Off! I suggest we play a bit more music before we progress to scene three whilst everybody calms down. Where are my Morgadons? Oh, are we all enjoying Panto? <laughs> very, very, <laughs> yes. What is a Mogadon? Um, tranquilizer. Tranquilizer. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm going to need one after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's can we have you on all right. for the, the news? news? And just to say, just a tone warning, because of yeah. what's happened this week, the news is a very different tone from the lighter touch of the rest of the show. So yes, it if is. you, you know, easily get upset, then fast forward through the next bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Shoutout News. Welcome along. Spokesperson for the Crown Prosecution Service has said that the murder of trans teenager Brianna Jai was one of the most disturbing cases their lawyers had ever executed. Jai was stabbed 28 times in an attack described by prosecutors as frenzied by a homophobic and transphobic pair of deranged heterosexual teenagers, now named on their sentencing as Scarlett Jenkinson and Eddie Ratcliffe. Mrs Justice Yip, the presiding judge, handed down sentences of 22 years for Jenkinson and 20 years for Ratcliffe, and she warned that they may serve longer if they were judged to remain a risk to the public. The pair had also planned the murders of other young people, including a boy that they had decided was a nonce, a slur that is often used against outsiders and people whose sexuality is questioned by heterosexuals. It was noted that several of these other teens had had lucky escapes. Justice Yip also noted that the murder of Brianna Jai was motivated by transphobia and although she did not elaborate on the implications of this finding, many LGBTQI plus advocates on social media noted the impact of the British right-wing newspapers and certain fringe groups of pseudo-feminists in whipping up moral panics about gender non-conformist people and feeding into the conditioning of the murderous pair. Another factor was the dark web, being the hidden underbelly of the internet that most people never see. 
The Guardian newspaper reports that Jenkinson had downloaded a special browser on her phone to watch real murders and torture on the dark web and kept detailed notes about serial killers. The internet is reported to have allowed some positive social impacts, such as the liberation of many LGBTQIA plus people, disabled people and neurodiverse people to communicate freely and organise. However, the web is also full of hatred, conspiracy theories and far-right organising and this is a real cause for concern to people who care about legality, crime and the future of democracy. Brianna Jai's mother, Esther, said in a dignified statement, I have moments where I feel sorry for them because they have also ruined their own lives. But I have to remember that they felt no empathy for Brianna when they left her bleeding to death after their premeditated and vicious attack, which was carried out not because Brianna had done anything wrong, but just because one hated trans people and the other thought it would be fun. The BBC News Channel reported that even the family of Jenkinson acknowledged the evil of her actions, noting Jenkinson's family also thanked Esther Jai for her incredible selfishness, selflessness and empathy towards our family and said they were forever grateful for her overwhelming compassion. And sadly, the mourning that the LGBTQIA plus communities and her family feel for Brianna Jai, this was overshadowed this week by an astonishing incident in Parliament on the very day that Miss Jai's mother was in the House of Commons to meet with MPs over online safety. The Prime Minister, Rishi Sudak, flabbergasted members of all parties by a quip at the Labour leader, Sir Starmer, over the latter's qualified support for LGBTQIA plus rights. MPs shouted, Apologise after Sunak made a joke about Starmer's past remark that 99.9% of women do not have a penis. The BBC News Channel reported that Sakir hit back, saying, Of all the weeks to say that, Brianna's mother is in this chamber. Shame. Whilst Labour, SNP and other opposition MPs called for Mr Sunak to apologise, even several Conservatives slammed the Prime Minister's joke, with Deanna Davidson saying it was, quote, disappointing to hear jokes being made at the trans community's expense. As politicians, it's our job to take the heat out of such debates and focus on finding sensible ways forward, whilst ensuring those involved are treated with respect, the MP for Bishop, Bishop Auckland wrote on X. John Crace, writing in The Guardian, said of Sunak, Unable to respond as a human to other people's lives, or indeed their tragedies, Rishi knew no shame, and saw no reason to say sorry. People like him don't go around apologising to working-class women from Warrington. She's not even a millionaire. Hell, Jai's mother should be the one showing gratitude to him. After all he had done, so seldom, if ever, can a Prime Minister have, been, have made quite such a spectacle of himself during Prime Minister's questions. The campaign group Stonewall said the Prime Minister's remarks had been, quote, cheap, callous and crass, and they demanded an unreserved apology. Many people put their remarks into the context of a party losing ground at the polls and trying to deflect attention from their economic performance. On the Politics Now blog, one correspondent put it like this, kicking people when they're down, demonising those who can't fight back, ridiculing the disabled and debasing those in need. All these are Tory tactics. Another poster said... It should actually not surprise us that the Prime Minister would be barefaced enough to use transphobia as a weapon after the murder of a schoolgirl. The government have overseen the deaths of disabled people and their forebears in the 80s used the AIDS pandemic to try and erase gay men and lesbians from the public sphere. They concluded, the question is not how low can they go, but how do we unite to get rid of them? 
And in lighter news, we send a special greeting this week to all LGBTQIA plus people in China and of Chinese origin, as well as LGBTQIA plus folk from Vietnam, Korea and Southeast Asia region, where the Lunar Solar Festival of New Year, also referred in places to the start of Spring Festival, begins on Saturday the 10th of February. We are entering the Year of the Dragon. Across China, East Asia and Southeast Asia, as far as the Philippines and parts of Japan, the traditions are varied and multifarious. Indeed, even within China, they are very widely from region they vary widely from region to region. However, popular wishes and customs are for good fortune, good health, wealth and happiness. For many LGBTQI plus people of Chinese origin, the celebrations are important but would be bittersweet this year, given the Chinese authorities apparent crackdown on independent LGBTQI plus organisations and groups after some years of liberal- liberalisation. For independent and fact-checked news for the region, where there are few functional democracies, there is a radio station called Radio Free Asia, which is backed by Western countries and transmits across East and Southeast Asia on satellites, shortwave and medium wave. There are also rebel pirate radio stations that survive within China itself, despite efforts to close them down. Anyway, we wish everyone celebrating a happy new year. Yes, happy new year, everyone. Well, that concludes the news for this week. We shall be back next week with more of what's going on for the LGBTQIA plus communities. In the meantime, why not stay in touch with us by making our website your homepage? You can find us at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shout Out News, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout Out News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out, LGBT radio for you. Welcome back again, dear Erudite listeners, to the shout-out panto, Babes in the Hood. If you've been worrying about those two poor innocent children that have been kidnapped so callously, then listen on, for we're about to join Handsome and Pretzel themselves, who pick up on our tragic tale. You okay there, Handsome? I think so, Pretzel. (laughs) Wow, what an unusual night it's turned out to be. Grabbed by two strange men, tied up and bundled into the back of a van. And I haven't even had to pay a penny for it, too. (laughs) Oh, goody, it must be my lucky night. Honestly, you do have unusual taste, dear brother. Personally, I think the whole affair is quite sinister. We've been shown nothing but cruelty apart from the kidnapper that was dressed as a clown offered to open the van door for us. I thought that was a nice jester. I have to say, I don't normally like being kidnapped on an empty stomach, especially as I was about to tuck into my eggs Benedict when they took us. I've been meaning to ask you about that. Why do you always insist on being served to you on a gold platter? Because there's no plates like gold for the Hollandaise. Shh! You better hope that our kidnappers don't hear you tell puns like that. You should never utter puns near hoodlums and thieves. Why not? Because they always take things literally. Don't worry. Uncle Scarface will already be planning our rescue. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't already dispatched his best boys to come a-looking for us. 
How would they know where to look for us? Those kidnappers were in disguise. It shouldn't be too difficult to find two people driving a van, one dressed as a clown and the other as a German sausage. Yeah, he was the first. Blimey, we must have stopped. I can hear them opening the van door now. Okay, so I guess Avi kidnapped the kids and the boss wanted them. Why have we stopped here in the woods on Clifton Downs? We were supposed to hide them in the woods. As per the title of this panto. Yeah, when I mentioned that I'd heard that there are some very strange men who hung around round here by night, young Handsome seemed very keen to come here instead. Odd names, Handsome and Pretzel. Do you think they might be German? What makes you say that? Oh, says the names, the Lederhosen. Handsome was very keen to grab your sausage in the back of the van, and I couldn't help but notice that every bundled them into the sack, they'd already put them on their beach towels. Hey, less of the German stereotypes. We can't talk. We have German-sounding names, too. Ah, oh, suppose. Yes. Henchman van and henchman too. Does sound a little too tonic. Quickly, let's get them out of the sack and start menacing them. I like a bit of menacing, I do. That's torn it. Right, you two. Do you wise guys know where you are? Oh no, woe is me, lack a day, and hey-ho, I'm at the mercy of you two ragged men. Oh, I do hope you're not going to beat me. Too hard. Oh, shut up, handsome. Please, pull your trousers back up. I'm sorry about him. Noted. Like I say, so, do you guys know where you guys are? There is a sign over there pointing to the old Bristol Zoo. But for the purposes of this panto, I presume we're too stupid to notice the notice. Oh yes, Pretzel, far too stupid. So stupid, in fact. (laughs) We should be beaten. Good grief, you two are strange. However did your mother bring you up so? Oi, watch it. I was brought up proper-like. And I was dragged up ladylike. <laughs> I like a bit of drag, I do. We noticed. Well, however you were raised, if you wish to seize your mother again, you'd better do as you are told. Mother won't care about what happens to us. She only cares for our younger sister, Pearl. Boston say anything about a third child. You have a sister called Pearl? Oh, yes, Ducky. Oh, and mother is obsessed with her. You mean she's... Yes, Mother of Pearl. There will now be a ten-second silence in memory of that last joke. Seems like you both had a rough childhood. How did you find your mother as a child? We didn't. She was an adult when we first met her. She sounds terrible. Look, I am not being anti-Teutonic, but was she by any chance German? She was, but her nationality had nothing to do with her demeanour. Why is it that you Brits think all German women are ugly, domineering, sour-faced old tranks? It's funny because I am German. The next line has been banned by Angela Merkel's legal team. She left us ages ago. We were abandoned after she made a fortune making barcodes for the fleet of the Swedish Navy. Why would the ships of the Swedish Navy require barcodes? So that when they return to port, they can scan the Navy in. <sighs> right. I've had enough of you two. Where's my belt? I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life. Oh, goody. And, oh, look, my trousers seem to have fallen down again ready. Why do you keep doing that? Look, the zipper's gone on them. You mean to say... There's there's no no flies flies on him! 
I've had quite enough of this pansy boy. You want a beating, kid? Well, see this here club in my hand? I am going to flush you senseless visit. Well, that brings a whole new meaning to the term gay clubbing. Calm down, henchman Van. We really do have strange names, don't we? I can't let you hurt the lad. I've developed a bit of a soft spot for him. Yeah, and judging by his reaction when you whipped out your club, his spot is anything but soft. No wonder his zipper broke. And with that, the first henchman started to attack the children. There was a hustle, there was a bustle, there was a tussle, and young handsome even found some time to have a little tuck. The other henchman couldn't bear to see such cruelty to the poor defenceless children, so whipped out his truncheon and battered his former colleague. The first henchman sank to his knees and let out a cry. Did you cry? Then he fell down on the spot. Oh, my spot's gone all soft again now. Blimey, this fairy tale's gone all serious and bloody all of a sudden. Well, why do you think they call it the Grim Tales? Anyway, realising what he had done, the confused henchman ran off down the uh, downs, never to be seen again. Although I had heard that he bumped into an old leather queen trolling the downs. And long story short, they're now running a little camp B&B in Weston. Well... He could have left his truncheon. I had my eye on that, I did. Yes, I noticed. Oh dear, we're now all alone in Clifton Down. At the tender mercy of any passerby. We are? Oh dear. Oh, I can feel my spot perking up again at the thoughts. What will happen to the two innocent children? Innocent? My uh, uh, How will they cope all alone on the Downs? Why is Handsome suddenly thrashing away in the bushes? Probably none of these questions will get answered in a final instalment of Babes in the Hood. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. When we last left you, we posed a number of outstanding questions that we said may possibly be answered in the final instalment of our Winter Panto Babes in the Hood. You made it this far, dear erudite listeners, so you may as well continue to listen to the end and see if we answer them all. One of the posers was what will happen to the two innocent children. Yeah, who are you calling a poser? Not you, dear. Why state the obvious? As I was saying, those two innocent children have been abandoned on Clifton Downs, where we pick up our tale. Oh, woe is us. Woe are us. Handsome, what is the plural of woe is me? No, dear, you just woe for yourself anyway. I'm perfectly happy up here. How can you be happy? We're just like Dr Watson when Sherlock left him. Well, how do you mean? Homeless. Oh, not necessarily. You see, that young man I um, encountered (laughs) briefly in the bushes during that last record mentioned a lovely little cottage over yonder, which I might be interested in. He said it was a very special type of cottage. I wonder what he meant. Let's go. I think I can see it from here. Oh, here we are, handsome, just like you said. Oh, what a strange erection. Oh, sorry, Pretzel. Oh, I'm just excited to be here. I was talking about the cottage. Do you think it's made out of gingerbread? Nah, more like a few cheap buns held together with the odd twigs. I think I can see a curly-whirly. Oh, is the zipper gone on my flies again? (laughs) 
Look, here's the door. Blimey! Look at the size of them knockers. Don't just stand there and knock them. I make it my business never to handle anyone's knockers. Anyway, no need. The door is opening. <laughs> See that mysterious figure in the doorway? Who is knocking me up at such a queer hour? We are but two innocent babes. <laughs> Lost upon the downs and looking for shelter. It's true. I definitely need accommodating. You've definitely come to the right place, young man. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Toots Mahon, mistress of a thousand delights, at least two of which require 48 hours' notice and a certificate from your GP. May we enter you, ma'am? Well, you won't be the first. I used to be a good-time girl, I did. I could perform acts you couldn't begin to imagine that would bring tears to your knees. Tears to your knees? I told you, you couldn't imagine them. Well, it's not so shockable, you know. After all, these are the Roaring Twenties. Really, my dear. My day was back in the faintly squeaking tens. I tell you, I was shocking. Hang on. Toots Mahorn. That name does sound vaguely familiar. Quite possible. I was famous, you see. I used to be an exotic dancer and a low-bit tube-nickel dive owned by Big Nick. I can only guess there's a very limited market for girls who dance in Big Nicks. Oh, cheek. Look, I can't stand around here nattering. You both better come inside, if you dare. Oh, dare. I very dare. I'm a modern. A (sighs) modern, I tell you. Yes, he's a gay young thing. Make no mistake. Why, Miss Mahorn, this place is amazing. The decor is fantastic, and for the furniture, just look at that tall boy in the corner. No, leave him alone, he's shy. Would you mind awfully if I plonk myself down on your pallions? Not at all, but it'll cost you. My usual rate is two bob an hour. Why don't you take a seat instead? Uncle would so love this place. He's always looking to extend his portfolio. Yeah, last time I saw it, it was fully extended. Yeah, you two ain't them young wards of Scarface that were pulled off under tragic circumstances of that memorial service. We are, yes. Blimey, news travels fast in this town. How did you know? That gumshoe, Sam Shovel, was here digging for clues. I say gumshoe, he's so large he's practically a gum boot. Large, <laughs> What did he want? Hard to say. I'm easily bored, so I wasn't really paying attention. Even as he spoke, I could feel one eye glazing over, then the other. I guess that's what you call double glazing. I figured he was playing his cards close to his chest at first. What made you say that? Three of diamonds were sticking out of his vest, so I uncorked a bottle of bourbon and gave him two fingers. Did he give you the two fingers back? I would have. Well, he just got down a slug and told me what had happened. A slug? Oh, I don't think much of your nipples. So, who does he think is behind this? That reprobate Alcopop. He's trying to blackmail your uncle into closing down his operation by holding you both to ransom. It's all a big man's game. Operation isn't a big man's game. We used to play that when we were kids. I used to love it when his little nose lit up. Your uncle ain't the only person around here with good reason to hate Copop. I used to harbour dreams of owning my own little joint, but I'll have me closed down before I could get going. Opening your own joint? Are you still talking about operation? Shh, handsome, don't you see? This is perfect. Copop's plans have spectacularly backfired. You see we are safe. 
toots you can return us to our uncle and as a reward you can invest in your plans to open your own speakeasy you will get to have your dream come true uncle will have his expanded business interests and alco pop will have even more competition than he started with oh do love a happy ending oh <laughs> which reminds me i'm gonna promise to meet that lad in the bushes again in half an hour's time <laughs> gotta go toodle pip and so dear erudite listeners he did indeed have a happy ending just as pretzel predicted all except Alcopop, who got his comeuppance and had to close his dive bar down due to competition and reinvest his fortune in a chain of ethical convenience stores, which he called the Co-Pop. Andy? Shush, Steph, I'm bringing it to a close, all right? But in the real story of Babes in the Woods, the two children die horribly alone in the forest. I know, but have you not been watching the station manager's reaction while we've been recording this thing? Died horribly. The sooner we can wrap up this rock, the sooner we can go down the pub and have another drink. Good idea. I'll have two-thirds of a pint of lager, please. And I'll have five-eighths of a half a cider. In that case, it's nine-elevenths of a gin and tonic for me, then. Seriously, you guys really need to learn your limits. So, on behalf of everyone at Nostalgia Ain't What It Used To Be, Shout Out Radio and BCFM and all of our other supporting stations, we'd like to take this opportunity to wish you a very happy new year for 2024. Happy New Year, everybody! Body. <laughs> Should we do it again? Yeah. Right. Where should we go with body, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so three, two, one. Happy New Year, everybody. Body. <laughs> I said everybody. I said no, body. I said one. Oh, body. Right. Happy New Year, everybody. One. That's a wrap. information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt Shoutout LGBT Radio for you There you go There's your panto for 2024 We should bring out a CD with all the outtakes on it A CD? It's 2024 But then you say that Whack cylinder I'll never forget when Lara turned around and said what's an MP3 I was like how the hell would you listen to your music? She said I just hit go on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, but yeah. yeah, a big thank you to Martin for for writing that. I can't believe you actually wrote that on the hottest day of summer last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, um, and yeah. a big thank you to all of you because what what you don't know at home was we actually had to record that twice because uh, unfortunately we had a technical issue on on the first recording and it just came out unusable, um, which is a shame because we had Tara and um, her daughter, um, yeah, Imogen. Uh, and they, doing a much they better version good. of the henchman. <laughs> 
Undenighted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like the fact you didn't put me in there. Then we did. However, I've got to say that my German accent <laughs> is not my strongest. I'd just no. like to say while the last act was on, we had Ofcom knocking on the door of the yeah. studio, the agents <laughs> from Ofcom. We told them that BCFM was not doing it live. We, they were actually streaming it from the BBC, so yeah. they're hot fitting it straight <laughs> up to White Road. Road. <laughs> <laughs> that the it was actually really nice to listen to that for the first time, but uh, but uh, the end was definitely it my favourite. It is good, good fun editing it, I have to admit. Um, and, and there are so many out there. There's some that are not broadcastable. I used to add. Um, well, I did um, certain drop certain F-bombs yeah. by accident yes. several times. And once it started, it just... just rolled off the tongue and, um, and, and I think Terry you did your line about the um, I forget what it was now wearing wearing stuff and you did that about four or five times <laughs> oh yes oh yeah the, the blouse the blouse yeah, the it. blouse yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of words that I think as well once you corpse or, or trip up on it it doesn't matter how many times yeah. you, you know what you're trying to say no. and I know. nearly left it in because there was um there was one line that Henchman 1 was so quick coming back at um, um, that you all just ended up in absolute hysterics and then we re-recorded it with all of us. Um, <laughs> and what yeah. they also couldn't hear is when Martin uh, Spalacy was doing the monologue because obviously you can't pick us up at that, that point. That took up like four or five takes. We were howling. <laughs> there are, and, and I actually had my hand over my mouth so that nobody could hear me laugh because he, his timing is, and writing is so good. I, um, I played it to Carl just as a sense check. Um, <laughs> The other the other day um, when we were driving around in the van and I, I it was howling with laughter. So anyway, hope it gave you all a good laugh and a bit of um, fun. Um, apolo- apologies, we we always put the news in the show whenever we can, and yeah. um, you know there was some serious stuff that there had was. to be um, had to be talked about this week. Um, yes. th- this week, um, and uh, if it you really are did. affected by um, any of it, um, uh, the, what's going on in the news as well, don't forget there are loads of organisations around yeah. um, that can help you, including um, one that we're very close to called Talk to the Rain. Yes, um, and yes. if you um, go onto the Mind website, they've got a fantastic page on there that literally lists all of the UK mental health services, especially the free ones, because um, of course this is impacting the the community as a whole, but especially I think when our the LGBTQI plus community. When our own Prime Minister has the audacity to yeah. say something like that in 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 bad enough is in public, um, yeah. but with with. Um, the mum there yeah, um, and, and to not even apologise and I think it's an okay thing to say yeah, it but reminds it's also me of- the backup he had Badenoch mm-hmm. backing up gaslighting Keir Starmer yeah. I mean they're just a bunch of lunatics I don't understand it's why the they- lunatic fringe maybe we could do a radio show <laughs> called the lunatic I honestly oh, don't done. understand why, how on earth they think it's okay it's such akin to like in the 70s when people used to stand up and say homophobic things and think that because that was they're right. cruel people they're really cruel hateful people and they've been uh, raised in a little cocoon of hate you know so they they haven't walked a mile in our shoes they're they're, um, privileged heterosexual heteronormative people who've you know I know that there are people of colour within parliament of course but um, it comes across with um, I've got his name (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at myself now because I'm really yes, right. a, that's how um, how much I dislike it. Rishi Sunak, I think it comes across very clear that he's ne- he's never um, had his feet firmly on the ground. Everything's been handed to him, um, and um, yeah, I just think it's incredibly sad when I when I see him speaking. Um, it's almost like um, th- there's absolutely no emotion. 
other than other than joy when he upsets people yeah. you know another one to go listen to as well is um, um, BBC Radio Bristol had um, all the candidates on that are uh, going up for election in the Kingswood district okay. um, on, on, on this morning yeah. um, and um, um, the, the, the some of the things that came out of some of their mouths just left a lot to be decided let's, let's put it that way if you're easily offended don't, don't I just think it's a very frightening dystopian time me and Terry were talking off air about that um, it's why we do things like the panto it is absolutely you actually actually yeah. no it really is and it's why also on light note there's um, a lot of really fun stuff in Bristol this year uh, maybe we should talk about that in a minute uh, what are you going to see live Andy what am I yeah what are you oh, seeing um, this year yeah my, well bless him my, my husband he came, came, came in and he said I've got tickets for Wicked for Valentine's Day I'm like because <laughs> 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 it's, like it's here in Bristol at the moment yeah. isn't it yeah, it's going to so be. I'm are you actually going on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. oh, that's nice. Yeah. Of course, Valentine's Day before the next program comes out. So yes. So um, however you're marking it, and if you're not marking B-day. it, then that's that's fine as well because a lot of people don't mark it for various reasons. Mm. Happy Singles so Day too. So we should acknowledge you know, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I used to buy myself a box 